Welcome to another episode of Career Library, the place where real people talk about real life careers. Now let me introduce to you your host in the red trunks weighing in at 220 pounds, the lean, mean, colorful commentator and intricate interviewer, the awesome and entrepreneurial Chris Hold the Phones, it's Jones. Welcome to another episode of Career Library. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and today we've got a very special guest, a longtime friend, uh, Justin Brock, and it's so exciting to have him here. He is a uh, independent insurance agent, uh, works here in the building with me in the, uh, in the uh, facilities here, I guess, at Oxley in good old Sharpstown, Texas. So if you don't know where Sharpstown is, it's part of Houston. <laughs> so Justin, uh, great to have you on here. I'm excited about uh, our conversation today. And so if you wouldn't mind, just share with our listeners a little bit about your childhood, your upbringing, um, and just uh, we'll go into uh, high school and college or career after that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm Justin. Um, I appreciate you having me. All Absolutely. That good stuff. Yes, sir. Um, I've actually was born and raised in Sugarland. Okay. Um, went to Sugar Mill Elementary, Elementary, Sugar Mill, Sugarland Middle School, and then Kempner High School. Um, broke my leg in the 12th grade really bad at a car wash being goofy. Uh, <laughs> so you got to tell me more than that. <laughs> so I was doing a type of kick, and I was a fat guy, and so it didn't work. Were you like doing the karate landed, kid stuff? Oh yeah. yeah, and I landed l- bad on my left leg, and it snapped it. And my toes are going the other way from my knee, and it was wild. So you um, snapped it right in the lower leg? Yeah, and it oh. um, it like shattered it in like a three inch gap, and just completely shattered. And so it was ten months on crutches and uh, uh, twelve months in a boot. Um, okay. Four surgeries. It got infected. It was. It was an ordeal. Oh, wow. So and how many months were you in that? Or um, Total about 15 months with uh, therapy and everything wow. until I was completely no boot, no cast, no special sock, no anything. Wow. wow. It was wild, but <laughs> it kind of happened for a reason. That was senior year. Then um, my grandmother owns an insurance agency. She gave me a job where I could just sit down and turned out to kind of be decent at it just talking and little things with customers okay and then progressed into an actual career okay um so let but, me, i'm gonna go back and i just want to unpack high school with you oh, sorry, just a yeah. little bit no no it's okay um so that's what <coughs> i do as a host is i try to bring us back and get us back we'll chase rabbits all day i'm bad mm-hmm. about chasing yeah. rabbits so <laughs> right <laughs> so um your high school so you did high school in sugarland mm-hmm. okay kempner and uh, kempner okay and so in high school, uh, kind of tell us about your grades um, and kind of if, did you guys have a, like a career day, college career day or anything like that? We did have a similar type of career day. Um, mm-hmm. My parents weren't the most involved, uh, mm-hmm. so I didn't go. Um, All right. Uh, I was really all across the board. I was A's, B's, and C's for the most part. Um, I had some D's, and then I failed geometry second semester and failed chemistry second semester uh those are the only two classes i failed but definitely not a good student i went to class and i wasn't i didn't act up or anything like that i just i didn't like to do homework i didn't like to do the stuff at home and i wasn't good at taking tests so it didn't make for a great student so yeah a little known fact about me and i in my part one of my podcast i didn't really cover this 
I read one book all the way cover to cover going through all, all 12 grades, mm-hmm. and the book was The Mouse and the Motorcycle, which is just a stupid book. That's the only book I had read up until like in my 20s that I ever re- I hated to read. We have similar stories. Uh, <laughs> mine was Animal Farm or Animal House. No, Animal House Anim- the movie. Animal Farm is the book, mm-hmm. and that was like ninth grade. That was the only one I ever read. Yeah. Uh, completely. And, I mean, even outside of school, I, yeah. I didn't read. I didn't get into reading until four or five years ago. Okay. And dove into that head first. Yeah. But I, I love to read now. I, I read all the time. I definitely – I need to make more time with gym, work, and everything. It's it's mm-hmm. tough. Uh, so, But I definitely need to make more time. But I love reading. Yeah. yeah. Only, only nonfiction, though can't do yeah. fiction books yeah no i don't do any of the murder mystery stuff no it's just straight up i'm learning <laughs> As a sci- if i want science fiction i'm gonna go to a movie mm-hmm. yep <clears throat> yeah so so after high school um your grandmother hired you on or brought you on board did you have any type of training at the time or were you just kind of doing Zero. paperwork or what, what were you what were you doing um, at your i started by just doing mail outs answering the phones um i would write up a, a, a word document you know, um, hey, we're coming in a flood season, you know, uh, that type of deal. And mm-hmm. then I would do by hand, write them all, mail them out, stamp them, all that good stuff. Um, filing, um, actually like faxing. And my grandma back then didn't do a whole lot of email. And so I was emailing for her. Introduced her to that program. Exactly. Yeah. Not necessarily introduced, but actual uh, the sending of the emails. You know, she wasn't really fond of it. We had the the one-page scanner, you know, just only a flatbed, not a feeder, mm-hmm. you know. So she didn't like doing that. So I did that. And, okay. And faxed um, little stuff around the office. Nothing as crazy importance, you know, just menial tasks. Okay, so Busy just work. admin work type mm-hmm. thing. So, and then, uh, so how long were you there? Uh, that was 2008, February of 2008. I broke my leg. I went to work for her June of 2008, and I'm still here. Still, still with her. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, so, tell us about your progression through through that. I, I guess going into the insurance world. So the early years were tough for me. I was. Uh, I failed sixth grade, so I was 19 when I graduated. <clears throat> um, I I had a tough time getting. It, I had a little bit of a different one because my grandmother is my boss, um, so I had a little bit of a different relationship there. And she was nice grandma, and then I got to work, and she's tough. <laughs> she's the iron, iron-fisted oh, grandmother. Oh, man. Different different story when you're paying your family, and, isn't it? <laughs> you know, in the beginning, she kept on telling me, she said, hey, I'm not grandma up here. You might call my name grandma, but I am not your grandma. I'm your boss. You mm-hmm. know, I need what's best for my company. And it then I was like, man, that's heartless. You know, like, I understand it now. You know, mm-hmm. been in the industry a while now, and so I do understand it, but... It was very tough uh, getting that relationship down. And then just in general, like dealing with more public because my jobs in high school were a car wash. I did my uncle's own a trailer park. So I did landscaping there, mowing acres of grass. Um, they were also contractors. So it was my dad's a plumber. So I did all sorts of crazy jobs with them, helpers and such. So um, quick question, mm-hmm? how young were you when you first started working? And actually getting paid for it. Uh, like 13 or 14 with my dad and my uncles. Um, and then I worked a lot with them when I got into high school, about 14. 
uh, during the summers I worked with them. My brother's friend opened a uh, lawn mowing business. Okay. My brother's four years older than me, so this guy was four years older than me. Uh, and throughout high school, I worked there on Saturdays and Sundays, probably once or twice a month. And then I worked with my dad after work, uh, after school, um, did football during football season. Um, and again, my uncles own crazy stuff. Uh, some not so great businesses, okay. not family businesses, um, but they needed work done. Um, and it was average stuff that, that I could do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, my uncle owned an off-road park one time and I went to every single solitary mechanic, sales shop, dealer shop, handing out flyers for his little events. Um, he'd pay me $50 a day and I, I would do it. Yeah. So it was good. I had a lot of odd jobs. Um, so that's why I didn't really have any type of training with people. You know, everything I did was, I didn't have to talk to the people. So then I started talking to people and that's when, but I can talk, you know, I can talk to people, which was good. Um, and so that, that's kind of what was hard in the beginning was, Yes, getting to do the know the customers and, and how that aspect works. And, and I'll share that with our, our younger listeners. One of the things that I've learned with hiring people going through my office is uh, your generation and younger typically prefer you all prefer to t- text. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all mm-hmm. on board with that. But there's a lot of jobs out there that you have to physically talk, either talk face to face with people or over the phone, mm-hmm. and that's a real struggle for. Um, your generation and below Correct. because you're just like I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to talk on the phone. Correct. And so with uh, you know with that I've had folks that just get done talking and hang up, mm-hmm. not say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And so that's just there's there's a lot of courtesies in phone conversations that people don't uh, don't practice anymore because they're not used to talking in that manner. And so uh, I would encourage you if you're a young folk uh, in high school. Um, try just calling your buddy sometime and just talking to him on the phone or your girlfriend or whatever. That way you learn those communication skills because mm-hmm. those are very important. You'll find out in life that a lot of stuff can be done behind the computer. You can make a lot of money behind the computer, but there's a lot more that opens up to you if you're able to actually communicate with others. So Correct. anyway, I just put in that little bit. No, bit for sure. And I think so. that uh, also adding to that, talking professionally, mm-hmm. you know, not just, hey, what's up, dude? Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, because I have with some of my guys, too. you yeah. know, clients that are young, 18, you know, and that's how they'll talk, you mm-hmm. know, and I understand like, hey, but professional atmosphere, you talk professional, right? you know, you, you can't say, hey, man, what's up on your, to your client, you yeah. know? And so that's kind of what, what got me in the beginning is I kept calling people dude, <laughs> you know, like, like, hey, man, uh, your bill is due, you know? Hey, dude, you need to pay this yeah. stuff. <laughs> so it, it got bad, uh, you know, and that, that was Grandma's the, over there smacking you yeah, in the back she's of the like, head. Yeah, she's like, you can't talk like that, you know? This isn't your cousins and your uncles. Like, you have to be friends, yeah. correct. You have yeah. to be, and that was... But again, I had never been in any type right. of business where I had, I, I talked with my dad, I talked with my uncles and uh, my brother's friends and, yeah, you know, I mean. Family and friends, yeah. Correct. So it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of professional uh, conversations. Yeah. Um, so I know not, I didn't like to read in that thing, but find something that interests you and there's a book about it and yeah. then read it. And then you get that professional type 
vocab mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, sentence structure you yeah. know, for that. Yeah, my vocabulary exploded after I started reading. Correct. It, it did. It, because you come across words that you're like, I think I know the meaning of that. And you're look, literally looking it up, you know, and well, I should have known what that Man, meant. There's you some know? books that are just above my vocab and it's like <laughs> every page I have to stop and go on Google and define so, this. And then I use my word that I know yeah. and put it in that sentence to make me understand it. Yeah. There's still books. I, you know, I'm definitely not the most educated in forms yeah. of a uh, book smart that way. Yeah. But, uh, so I have to, Use Google, yeah. lean on Google a good amount. Yeah, something that helped me out is I had an English teacher in Bible college. She really helped me out with how I learn and process information. And she saw that I could, I can read and I can read out loud to somebody. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I just read it to myself, like if you could put a page in front of me and I read it to myself, <clears throat> I can't process the information. Mm-hmm. I have to read out loud. Okay. So what I used to do, and I did this for two or three years, was I would open the book up and I would read out loud to myself and I'd retain a whole lot of it. But I didn't know that about myself. And so now when I'm reading something, I'm actually reading out loud in my head. Okay. If that makes sense. So I I read out loud in my head. And so um, if I'm studying, so I just got my CHFC last year. Mm -hmm. And so for those, I I crammed it all down into my goal was to get it done in eight months. I got it done in like 13. (laughs) Got it done. Got it done. Um, But I would sit there and read out loud because I knew that I would retain it a lot quicker that way. And so uh, I don't know if you follow after David Goggins or not. Oh, yeah, I love he, David. He just Goggins. Says, he's got to, he's, Goggins has got to write it out like 10 times uh, each page before it, it clicks in his head, and I understand mm-hmm. that disconnect. And that's why I never really read, mm-hmm. because I could, I could literally, and I can still do it today if I'm not paying attention, read something, not read out loud yeah. in my head, walk away from it, and not know what I read. In school, I had major reading comprehension problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I failed the reading. We had uh, TOS tests back then. Yeah. It was like tax uh, or something, mm-hmm. Texas test, something yeah, like that. I still have them. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, I always failed the reading. I, I'm the same way. I could read it, and but I would think about something else. Be like, hey, man, what am I going to do in football practice? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what are we going to do this weekend? You yeah. know, while I'm reading, it's supposed to be on that. Yeah. I'm, like, focusing elsewhere. Do you do a lot of flying? On airplanes? No. Okay. All right. Uh, not, not, I, I've been okay. plenty of times. I no. just that is like my f- a long flight from like here to New York for me is like a dream come true. Oh, you can dude. Just I'll there just and put read. I put my headphones in. I'll put some Metallica on. <laughs> I'm just reading. <laughs> dude, I got to be completely silent when I read. Do you? Completely. I mean, I'm yeah. Completely silent. I, I love. I either I can't have minor noises. Mm. Either it has to be a whole lot of noise, I can read and concentrate, and I'm fine, but uh, or silent. But I can't do like the in between. Like if there's a clock that's clicking, you know, like a grandfather, mm-hmm. I can't do it. It drives <laughs> me nuts. I also have this thing with eating, so um, I can't eat like cereal at breakfast, which I don't eat cereal anymore. But used to be like eat cereal with the kids. Mm-hmm. If I hear one of them crunch, I'm done. I have to leave. I cannot. Oh, it's just, and it's actually, I looked it up. It's actually a disorder or a phobia or something like that. And so I've got it. And actually, Graham uh, Moore, my uh, partner that does the Tis the Season Christmas lights, mm-hmm. he's got the same thing. He can't, I can't stand, stand the crunching. You're chomping on, if you're chomping on gum and I hear it, uh, you know, if you're that, chewing on, oh, I, I can't, oh, I, I have to get away. I, it just fires me up. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Except rabbit holes. <laughs> rabbit holes. So, anyway, coming back to um, working at your grandmother's uh, mm-hmm. agency, how how tell us about the transition from 
I guess, where you were just kind of working there, and then you realized, hey, I could actually probably do this. So initially, I wanted to be a firefighter. Okay. Um, I was. Uh, I wanted to get out of my leg thing and become a firefighter. So the first year, I just got by. I didn't try any additional. Just got effort. a paycheck. Just mm-hmm. got a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then she kept pushing, "Hey, get your license. Get your license. You can make this amount an hour. You can make this commission. Mm-hmm. You know, for every person." And she's like, "Hey, I don't answer the phone. Do you answer the phone? So you're going to get this." Um, and that's when it kind of clicked. So. It was about, I got mine in uh, two years after, so June of 2010. 2010. I got my uh, PNC license, property and casualty license, so you can sell auto, home, commercial, stuff like that. Okay. Um, and that's when I started, I got bumped up a few dollars an hour, and then I also started making commissions. And that's okay. when I was like, whoa. That's when it really, money. I can... So- so I don't want to get into all your, mm-hmm. your business and stuff there. Um, so starting out in the admin side, how much could somebody, like if they came and worked at your agency, um, how much are you guys starting out at so roughly? So I'll probably say this a few times. We are a bit different than most because it's mm-hmm. just – it's my grandmother. She's very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, so our little admin worker would make, you know, 14 15 an hour. I made 10 an hour. Okay. But – Okay. Everybody we hire now is 14 or 15 an hour for the admin. All right. And then the licensing process is to mm-hmm. get that. You said you got the PNC license. Uh, how long is that process? What does it take? Um, um, do I have to be like super is, brainiac to get it? Or Mine is different. Work? I'm not good at tests. Uh, freeze up on tests. So I actually, I took it in, in total five times. Five times? Okay. Five times, and I finally got on the fifth. Now, mind you, the first two, three times, I was still in that I want to be a firefighter stage, and I didn't really Not put really the focused. correct. I didn't put the correct amount of effort. Those last two times, I busted my butt and I studied and I failed. You know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got it done. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be very brain, you know, brainy, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the want to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the time to study. Uh, go to the prep class, you know, for three days, and they teach you kind of everything you need to know about the test. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, like, you know, I've known people that aren't that smart on the street, you know, street smarts, um, get it the first try. Okay. You know, my uncle, very book smart, you know, got it first try, you know, so a lot of people do get it the first try. So if you get it the first try, how long is the process? Can you get it done in like a month, a week, two weeks, I would, um, three months? I know you t- you do the class, take the test, you pass, uh, you got to do fingerprints, you have to do background checks. Um, I think it's a couple months you could have your actual have your PNC license. PNC license. So, yeah, so it's yeah. really not in, in different careers. It's more, yeah. um, but with that, it's, it's pretty quick with insurance. Okay, so you can just basically go to class study the books and then take the test and once you pass the test you're just basically going through the background checks and Correct. stuff like that mm-hmm. and so you mentioned background checks so um what are they looking for like in the background checks what are they what's a big no financials uh looking at financials thievery thievery you know, um that's the main thing so felons if you're a felon can't felons do okay you know convicts ex-cons type stuff um you're you know you might get denied or you know you might have issues on there but they're not necessarily looking for uh, minor misdemeanors, which I had one, and okay. um, I was nervous about it, but they didn't do anything. It wasn't anything related to the financial um, industry. The fin- right? No, okay. nowhere near. Okay. Um, so it was, 
uh, it wasn't a big ordeal there. Okay. And then, so once you got your license, you said you got like a $2 raise and then you were getting commissions. Mm -hmm. So somebody starting out in an industry that, you know, either came work for your company or work for one of the other insurance carriers out there, how much could they realistically expect to make starting off? Uh, I Just would a ballpark range ballpark, uh, starting off with no book of business, mm-hmm. you know, um, 30 to 50 K. Well, if, I, or, if, if I came to, if they came to work for an insurance company, are they going to make $50,000 their first year? It, I mean, you can, you can possibly, it's uh, your commission. It depends on okay. what type of commission structure you have. Uh, you definitely can. Okay. Um, you know, especially if you go there and you're in an agency with a base pay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you have a fifteen dollar base pay, what's that like twenty a year, twenty five? Yeah, twenty five, something like that. Something like that a year, <clears throat> and then so you have to sell, you know, uh, two grand worth of commission a year. I mean, a month, mm-hmm. which is definitely doable, you know, mm-hmm. um, to meet that fifty k. So that's why I said probably maybe thirty or forty on the conservative side. Okay. Um, that's if you can't sell thousand dollars, you know, a month. Um, it might not be the best thing for you because right. you, you got to have money to live as well. Right. Um, and if that's all you're making, um, you know, you might want to find a different avenue or if it's just not clicking, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, I think you could, uh, cause your base pay around 25. So, um, just, uh, talk to our, I'm going to talk to our, <laughs> our students out there. Um, anybody listening to that, even somebody that's looking to make a career change. So what Justin just said, you can literally go to class for three days um, study, get your license in a couple of weeks, um, go through the FBI background checks, literally go from making whatever you're making now to 50, you know, $50,000 a year, uh, just by putting in the work, um, and being able to uh, sell and just, I mean, definitely. And it's uh, not going to work without the work, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. cold calling, you're going to meetups, mm-hmm. you are, going through your agency's existing book of business and cross-selling and mm-hmm. it's not easy, you right. know, uh, you're exudating, which means, you know, putting, uh, uh, say I call you mm-hmm. and it, your renewal is in October and I call you in July, Okay. you know, and you're like, Hey, you know, I want to, um, you know, I, I would like a quote, but I don't want it until I'm actually renewing. So exiting would be putting it for that date that they're going to be effective as of. Okay. Um, so call a month out and do all that. Um, but you keep up with that religiously, you know, constantly, um, updating that. And it is, it's a good amount of work, you know, but you can, it can pay out. So somebody starting off in the industry, how many phone calls do they need to make a day or a week or, um, so I personally has, have never had to cold. I have, I've cold called, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a cold call. Um, I've called, I have called our existing book of business, Mm -hmm. um, which, was a good amount. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a lot of people to go after in the very beginning. So I never did a list that you, a lead list or something mm-hmm. and do it. But when I talk to people about that, you know, they're making 500 phone calls a day. Um, the very good ones are making a thousand plus a day. Wow. Um, you know, so that's a lot of work right there. It's a lot of work, you know, but that's all they're doing, you know, and you know, what they tell me is, Hey, we're going to call. And if they say no, hang up and I'm to the next one. Mm-hmm. If they don't answer, I'm to the next one. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could get through 100 to 200 calls in an hour easily, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> yeah. 
So it's it's if some if you're not having conversations. Correct. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If you know if if you're just going through, um, you know, trying to get then, somebody on the phone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing is it's a numbers game. So the more you do, you know, the more you're mm-hmm. statistically the more you sell. More you sell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then. Um, do you sell any other products or anything like that? Or We sell just about everything in property and casualty. Uh, so I do all sorts of commercial insurance. Um, okay. Anything from a mechanic shop to a landscaper to um, salesmen, um, distributors. We do. We have a guy that does, uh, he makes plastic bags. He's a, you know, we have a guy that bends tubes. Um, <laughs> we do a bunch of different ship captains uh, that inspect cargo ships. Hmm. Um, we do a lot of oddball stuff <clears throat> and that's kind of when, when you couldn't find something, they would call my grandmother, you know, and she would find them the coverage. Um, mm-hmm. and then that relayed down to me. And so we do a lot of different stuff, but that's commercial side. We do the personal auto, the personal home, mm-hmm. uh, life, uh, umbrella to cover over everything. Okay. Um, so you do life insurance also? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got your life life and so health yes, license. I did. Uh, that was 2012. I got my life and okay. health license. I focused on property and casualty 2010, mm-hmm. and then my grandmother wanted me to get the life and health. I don't sell a whole lot of it, um, mm-hmm. just because it's so time consuming. When you do go through um, the people I got weren't young. They, you know, they they had all sorts of issues, um, and it was. It was heck getting them through. Yeah. Um, so it was, to me, yes, you get a lot more commission per policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the time, I could sell a lot more of my normal commercial policies or auto or home. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it would, when you weigh in the time factor, that's when, to me, uh, in my situation, was better than, you know, on the personal side, the auto, home, uh, and commercial, than the actual life and health. Health... I've never touched. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. The the laws change too much, mm-hmm. uh, too much to keep up with. It's you're on monthly commission statements. Um, you don't get a yearly, you know, chunk. So it's it's a little bit different. So I personally never got into the health. Okay. So um, share with our listeners the commission. You, I've heard you talk a lot about commission, mm-hmm. um, how that works. Um, I know that you know when I pay my insurance bill, I you know I know that my agent gets a cut of it. Mm-hmm. So um, how does how does that work on the uh, I mean I don't want to know the actual details but how much are you getting paid um, you want percentages wise percentage or? or just dollar amount like your average dollar amount like mm-hmm. on a auto policy or home policy and how that works like at renewal do you get like half of that or a mm-hmm. quarter of that or what you know so commissions being independent you know we have uh, progressive and travelers Hartford Liberty Mutual safe there's a bunch of different companies mm-hmm. each company has a percent you go based off your premium. Your premium is how mm-hmm. much you pay for insurance. Okay. So if your premium is $1,000 a year and they're giving a 10% commission to the agents, I sell a $1,000 policy, I make $100. Okay. That comes, that's a, if that's a year policy, that comes once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, certain companies will do, oh, you get 15% new business, 10% renewal. Renewal is if they go with you for the next, the following year. Hmm. Um, so they'll have a split commission there. Um, some will just straight up keep it 10% new, 10% renewal, and then you go about your day. Uh, then you have six-month policies with primarily with the personal auto insurance. 
I do have some companies that do six month commercial, but it's not common. You go with those commercials a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but the personal six month policies for auto, you get paid every six months. So if it's a thousand dollar policy every six months, you, you get, get that bucks from that mm -hmm. customer as long as they keep every, renewing with you. Correct. If they keep renewing, then mm -hmm. you, you get it that way. Okay. Um, home insurance, usually you get a, uh, a higher commission rate. Mm -hmm. A lot of our home insurance uh, are geared to have the, high, the bigger commission rate than the auto. Auto is very common to 10 to 12%. Mm -hmm. um, home will be a 14 to kind of 16%, depending on which company we go to. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder to sell the home because there's a lot more coverages to go with it, mm -hmm. uh, especially independent companies they have all sorts of different rules um, and guidelines and things they accept and don't accept okay so how how do you get tied in you had mentioned like all these different insurance companies mm -hmm. so how did you get tied in with them is that just some relationships that your your grandmother had made or is that something that you established or? so in the beginning it was her making the establishment so i i don't i do not own the agency i run it mm -hmm. um she's still full owner on everything um so the agency what they call an agency appointment Mm -hmm. It's where an insurance agent it gets in a contract with the company, the insurance company itself. Mm -hmm. um, once we get a, it's all the appointments are in her name. Um, so she acts actually the name of them. And in the beginning, um, she would go out and get the agreements. And then I took over and I started going out and getting them. Um, we are part of Momentum Insurance, uh, which is a brokerage. And they have access to a lot of different companies. And of okay. course, we're an agent under them, so we get the same access they do. Oh, okay. So you built that relationship with Momentum, signed mm -hmm. a contract with them, and then you got to sell what products they had already done the bidding to get into these yes, other sir. insurance companies. Okay, so that's a good deal. And so with the, uh, you know, so in 2008, I think what you said is when you started there. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, you got your license. Uh, at that time, you were making about $12 an hour plus commissions. Mm -hmm. And so let's fast forward, go like five years beyond that, 2015. What was your income level looking at at that point? I mean, you can so go I was ballpark about, or... I was about double, um, you know, through that first five years. One reason is my grandmother had a stroke in 2013. Mm. Uh, it really affected her speech, and she she's a talker, and she wasn't talking. Mm. Um, so I had to step up and handled her accounts and then from there people started really referring me because i was handling it good instead of just referring cj my grandmother mm -hmm. um and then i was able to develop and grow my own book of business hmm. um but yeah i was roughly um i was roughly in the 60 70k range wow. um, and again i you got to think i didn't actively cold call um this was all just based off of word of mouth and work ethic, mm -hmm. uh, service, um, you know, that type of thing. So, so you, you're proving a, a good point there that work ethic and service mm -hmm. had literally taken you from, I, I imagine you were probably making 30000 roughly Correct. at the beginning. I saw some paychecks yeah. and some old uh, yeah. bills I did. I so. was making about $600 every couple of weeks in the very beginning. Okay. So you went from making, well, about 24000 somewhere mm -hmm. in there, all the way up to about sixty, seventy thousand in the course of five years. Mm -hmm. And you did that without adding any other side things, just basically taking care of your customers. Exactly. And then offering other products to them 
while they you were on the phone with them, mm-hmm. basically oh, saying, yeah. "Hey, do you have coverage for this if this happens?" And so that's very interesting because uh, that was one of the things that Daryl Creasy, on our, my previous guest, pointed out: is just answer the phone. If you if you own a business or if you are involved in any type of business that deals with the phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up. You just have to pick up the phone because that's and that's your income. That's your money. Exactly. <laughs> and you wouldn't. It's crazy how many people I run into, and they say my other agent just did not call me back. Mm-hmm. And I tell them all the time. I said if I didn't call you back, I wouldn't make money. You know, I'm, I'm not. I call people to pay them every month. You know, to they wait to hear my phone call and my voice before they pay their bill every single solitary mm-hmm. month. And if I don't call them, they're not going to pay it. And if they in an insurance. If you don't pay your insurance bill, I don't get paid, mm-hmm. you know, or if you already go with me, I have to give my commissions back if you cancel. Uh, so I'm not going to let you cancel. I'm going to sit there and call you. And people loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And all it was is twice a week just calling people on a list that are about to cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, but they liked it. And That's good. that is, That's good. you know, it's calling them. Yeah. Calling. Yeah. Yeah. And calling, calling and calling. Calling all day. So, yeah. And um, <clears throat> so... As far as work-life balance mm. for yourself now, mm. I mean, we're in 2021. There's six years beyond that. I'm sure you're making more than that now. Mm. Um, so I want to talk about work-life balance and uh, how does that work for you now? Do you have uh, – just tell us how many hours mm. a week you work. What what do you do? I mean, so how I'm, much time off you get a year? I'm right anywhere from 40 to 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. I do come in very early in between 5.30 a.m. and 6 just because the phone doesn't start ringing until 9, get a lot of work done. Uh, I do leave the office at 4, um, you know, and a couple of days a week I'll go home and have lunch. Uh, I, I've been there now, I guess this is going on my fourth, so 13 full years, going on 14 years, I have a little bit of leeway um, and kind of can do what I want and please. Um, in the beginning, it went that way. It was, you better be here at this time. You better go home at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, you better eat your lunch at your desk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it was. That's just yeah. the way it went there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a big proponent on the homework ratio. You know, I, I don't, for a while there, I was coming in early and then staying till six or seven, and I got burned out extremely fast. Mm-hmm. I get burned out on things easy. Mm-hmm. Just a negative about me. I will get burned out quick. Um, and when I'm working like that, it's, it, it tends to not be fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't look forward to waking up and going to work or just in general, like, it's okay that I go to work. It's, I don't want right. to go to work. Yeah. So homework ratio is uh, huge to me. Um, and I get off at four every day and I go to the gym. I go home and I hang out and do my thing and I'm right back into bed, waking up early, you know, during the week. And... Uh, luckily, I'm in a position where we get off at, we close at 12. I get to forward the phones to my cell phone. I work from my phone. I have a home office. If, if it's in a dire emergency, I'll do whatever it has to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can get off at 12, and I can have that half day on Friday. I have full Saturday. I have full Sunday, okay. which I love. You mm-hmm. know, uh, having a normal type schedule, a normal, I just say, Monday through Friday, 9 mm-hmm. to 5 type schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get every weekend off. In insurance, you get the holidays off. Mm-hmm. Most most companies will give you the holidays off. Um, you know, so Christmas and uh, New Year's you get off, and a lot of times uh, Christmas Eve, there's a lot of people that have the day off Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a plus as well. Uh, but that homework balance is very important to me, and I have a, a 
even in the beginning, yes, I probably could have done a lot more. I probably would have been a lot more successful, but I would have missed out on life itself. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and that's important for folks. Uh, you know, some folks, folks, um, Daryl, uh, who was on here last week, he had. Uh, a lot of struggles with that in the beginning and it kind of affected his first relationship. They mm-hmm. ended up getting divorced and he's remarried now and he, he, he's got a, uh, I guess a, a partner that she's more understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she seems to be a worker and uh, he, he works like 14 hours a day, six days a week, you know, and that's, and, t- and, and, and another works, thing it's, yeah, it works on Sundays too. Ha- yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's scary to me. Cause what yeah. happens if you have a heart attack next week? Right. So you literally spend all your life working, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So he, I mean, he absolutely loves what and he does. That's different, and right? So you he's know, very passionate you gotta, about what he does. He enjoys the heck out of it. Right. So, you got a yeah. job like Joe Rogan where you're doing comedy yeah. and podcasting and making millions of dollars. Right. It's different Life's to work different. all day. Yeah. You know, Life is fun. Yeah. Your buddy, he yeah. works and he loves it. It's different. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily love insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely tolerate it a good amount. And okay. um, it affords me a life that I a consistent lifestyle that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say I actually, I love it. You mm-hmm. know, I love going and making that sale every day and I, I love grinding and <clears throat> dealing with public and yeah. I love it. Um, I wouldn't say that. I definitely, I would say it's extremely tolerable. Yeah. I have a great job. I have great hours. I have great pay. So, you know, it makes that, but if you love your job, that makes it so much easier yes, to absolutely. just work, you know, absolutely. work and work. <laughs> so, um, Another question for you would be on the top end, let's say that you're just super energetic, ambitious, and you want to, you know, conquer the world in the insurance industry. Uh, Realistically, I mean, what can you make um, in the insurance world? What could you financially do for you? Financially, those limits are endless. If if you want to really get down to it. So if I want to make a million dollars a year, I could do that. There are plenty of agents that make a million dollars a year. Uh, I will tell you there is a family on our next building over, the Gonzalo family. They are um, doing well. Okay. They drive around in fancy sports cars. You know, the, the dad got a Ferrari. The son got the Mercedes, the, the little bean-looking one. He got mm-hmm. a G-Wagon. Like, I mean, <laughs> they got – you can tell they're well, well off. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, yeah. uh, they've been there forever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and – so you can make very good money, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more than I, I make it because it's, I guess it's the effort thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do like my home life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do kind of draw, a, yeah. I draw a line, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's yeah. what I have to do for my own sanity and my own mentality. Right. Right. Um, but there's definitely, if you don't, if you're not like that, you can go and you can make a lot of money. Hmm. Um, the guy that owns um, Momentum Insurance, i don't know what he drives, but I can tell you he's pretty close to a millionaire if if all these agents are producing what we produce. Okay. You know. So, yeah. So you can make a lot of money doing it. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm an insurance myself, and mm-hmm. uh, the that was never presented to me on career day, <laughs> and I know that you, there's a lot of upside in the insurance industry. I think it's one of the best-kept secrets it, in the United States as far as an employment job mm-hmm. for working Monday through Friday and being able to make the money that a doctor makes. Sir, you, and you really can, uh-huh. you know, and then you still have that homework ratio, and, you know, a good homework ratio. And the amazing thing, I think it's still the same today. I took my PNC class a long time ago. Um you could be 16 years old and get your PNC license. Mm-hmm. 
I've heard about that. And so you're, so literally you could be in high school. If -hmm. you were aggressive and you're in high school listeners, go get your PNC license one summer, get tied in with a, and now they're all working from home. Yeah. Get tied in with an insurance agent somewhere, local agent, uh, go in and say, Hey, I want to work for you. I'll make phone calls in the evenings and on the weekends. They'll be like, yeah, I'll sign you up in a heartbeat to do that. And get on the phone and literally be making an adult salary by the time you graduated goes, high school. Right. And that goes right back to our, our other in the beginning talking about learning in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. learning how to talk. That's the perfect way to learn. You're 16. Right. The worst they're going to happen is, hey, you don't talk good to these people. You need to do better. You know, yeah. okay, I understand I'm 16. I can, you know, I'm starting on the ground floor. So you can you right. can do that. You can work your way up and then all summer long go work at the agency, learn from them. Yeah. And, and when you get out of high school, you're already a step above everybody uh-huh. um, with knowledge, with how to talk professionally with somebody, uh-huh. uh, with how to do the, you know, you're just a way ahead of the game. Yeah. So, yeah, that just wasn't on my career day. <laughs> uh, as mentioned, I didn't go to career day, but I know it was filled with colleges because yeah. – I had a lot of friends go to college, you know, a lot of friends do not use their degree that Mm -hmm. they, they went. So I was kind of forced into going to Wharton County junior college for one year. Um, I went, it wasn't for me. I got into some student debt, you know, not much compared to most, but it's debt Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't for me. So I, I really like what you're doing here with the, it's, you don't need to go to college to make a living Mm -hmm. for yourself, you know? Yeah, and uh, I think that the our, our society is changing a lot, mm-hmm. and it's more about, like Daryl said, just go get a license. Anything that has to be licensed by the government or the state, there's job opportunities yep. for it. Oh and yeah. So if you can get a license, just go find out what licenses are out there and pick a pick one and see if you like it. You know. Yep. And uh, go after it and start your own thing. And there's great so. things where you don't, you know, you can get licenses and where you do not need to go to college to get them, mm-hmm. and do not, you know, to make that good living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's plenty of opportunity out there. And so um, you had mentioned uh, you go to the gym after, mm-hmm. after work. Because I, I, I know a little bit of your story from mm-hmm. where you were, and, and uh, you said I was fat back then yeah. and to where you are now. Really and fat. So, <laughs> so um, just kind of share with our listeners that journey and how you came to the conclusion that I needed to make a change. So uh, basically I was kind of fat all growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, playing football and we did all sorts of sports mom was working full-time you know and so it was Burger King this McDonald's that Pizza Hut this day so it was Mm -hmm. kind of that and then I grew into that after college or excuse me after college after high school (laughs) Um, and it it persisted and it got really bad Uh, so 2018 I broke up with my fiance she or she broke up with me um, and I wouldn't want to be with me either. Uh, wasn't a pretty sight. So uh, we we split, and then I also was just feeling bad. Just I was waking up sluggish, you know. Come to find out, I was like 320 pounds wow. and wearing a size 44 waist, and just humongous. Um, and I just I knew I needed to change. I was like, man, I just got you know basically split with a fiance like we got to sell a house we got to do all this and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it and then I ended up learning from Kevin Smith who's the director of Jay and Silent Bob Uh, he's been on Rogan a few times okay Um, big director anyways he had a heart attack his doctor said do a spud diet so it was potatoes for potatoes for two weeks straight 
And I was like, you know, Nothing what the what the heck? I'm gonna try it. Nothing but potatoes, baked potatoes, and then I would sprinkle some salt on them. That was the only thing. No uh, butter. No. No, 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 no. Oh wow! I did Just add some uh, some ketchup. Okay. You know, uh, that first like week. I did without anything, and then I started adding some ketchup and ranch. I just couldn't take it. Yeah, uh, I would but imagine. I lost ten pounds a week. I'm sure because you didn't even want to <laughs> eat. <laughs> um, and then that kind of really kicked off. And then I did a proper like with a meat and half serving of carbs, uh, rice, white rice, mm-hmm. and some veggies. You know, steamed veggies. I did that for about a year, and then I found carnivore diet, which is my favorite. It is nothing but meat. That is all you eat is meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for two years, I did that. Um, no vegetables? No vegetables Do you take all. any type of supplements or anything? So I take a good amount of supplements. I do take uh, nothing crazy. I take fish oil, glutamine, glucosamine, um, vitamin D, now that COVID's around, yeah. and uh, zinc. If you're not taking vitamin D or zinc, do it. Okay. Um, and... Uh, that's about the actual, and then a men's one a day, one a day vitamin. Okay. Um, but my doctor was like, "Oh, this is crazy. You're gonna, you know, your your blood work's gonna be out of whack." Every six months I go, she's just astonished. It looks great. Carnivore diet's doing a lot. There's, that's a definite rabbit hole. But yeah. autoimmune disorders, it's reversing. Jordan Peterson's daughter, same thing. She had an autoimmune mm-hmm. disorder. It reversed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had issues. It reversed them. Um, diabetics are literally not seeing blood sugar at this count their whole life uh, just wow. by doing carnivore diet. Hmm. Uh, so it's doing a lot. It's not for everybody, you know, definitely mm-hmm. not, but it works for me. I'm not a big veggie guy, so I just eat steak and pork chops and, you know, hamburger, hamburger just the meat, just you know, meat, no, yeah. no bun or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm down to 200 pounds uh, and I go to the gym every day. Um, you go seven days a week? I used to go seven days a week until I got a girlfriend, and then I see her Wednesday, <laughs> and then I got a fiance. So I see her all weekend, and uh, so now um, I take off Wednesday night, and I just bought a motorcycle, so I've been taking off Sunday. Although I'm gonna get back on my Sunday grind though, yeah, uh, get and up go, early and go get up early. Yeah. I do Saturday and Sunday. I'll be in the gym at six six thirty. Okay, uh, just because it's quick, and then now with the motorcycle, going and riding early is the best time. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. But yeah, so now I've done about 120 pounds, and uh, I feel great. You know, I mean, it's a lot more energy. Oh, crazy! You know, I go, I wake up at 4:30 to 5. I go to work all day. Um, I get out at 4. I go to the gym, uh, and I work out hard. You know, uh, I'm in there two hours usually uh, with a cardio session or a sauna session. You know, about two, two and a half hours sometimes, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go home. Must, you know, I got a dog who's like my kid, so I gotta gotta tend to him. And uh, and then I take a shower. Man, I go to bed at nine o'clock every day, so it's a quick day. But I have more energy than I did when I didn't go work out and I just sat at home and did nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always taking naps. I never take naps anymore. I don't have enough time right now. Right. Uh, but it's uh, it's been great, man. If you're definitely struggling for weight. Don't quit. Just keep starting it. Keep so, going. So did you work out in the beginning when you were, like, doing the spud diet? Or no, not so at all, actually. No, no so workout? I did okay. – uh, I lost 60 pounds before I even stepped in the gym. All right. Uh, so strictly just by changing my diet. Now, my diet was – it was bad, you know. It yeah, was – A lot of fast food and stuff. No, like every meal. 
Mm. You know, like, and if I did eat at home, it was frozen pizzas and it was uh, four or five hot dogs, you know, and three cheeseburgers Mm. or the little Tyson uh, frozen chicken patties. I have like four of those sandwiches, you know, and that's eight pieces of bread, you know, plus ketchup. And then I'm going to drink soda. I mean, it was... It was just, you were just going down a bad path oh, with that whole thing. Horrible. Yeah. And yeah. it was lunch. I don't, I never eat breakfast, never have since middle school. Okay. Um, but, uh, are you a breakfast eater now? No, no, I do. Still no breakfast. So I do intermittent fasting during the week. All right. So I quit eating. Usually I get out of the gym about seven and I quit eating, uh, at seven. I, or I eat six thirty to seven and I quit eating yeah. and I don't eat until one. So I still, I haven't really. Well, I did. My bad. I did eat today. I ate two boiled eggs at twelve because okay. I was hungry. Okay. But other than that, I usually, usually yeah. I just so every day during the week I go home at one o'clock and eat. Yeah, that's what Daryl does. Daryl, or guy, eat at my desk. The Daryl, yeah. the guy that was on here before, he uh, he does intermittent fasting and he he only eats dinner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Doesn't a eat lot of people else. do that. They call it uh, OMAD, Dude, one would, meal a day. I would literally just kill somebody at like after twelve o'clock because I eat like four eggs for breakfast. But he should eat a lot during that meal. Though. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I, I didn't you get can into eat details. a lot. Yeah, yeah, so I eat like four eggs for breakfast, uh, two sausage patties. And then I have like a salad for lunch. I have a protein shake and I do uh, the balance of nature. Mm-hmm. I take those, uh, those pills with breakfast, lunch, and then whatever my wife makes for dinner, we'll, we'll have dinner. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's pretty much my diet. You know, uh, on the weekends, the lunch changes a little bit because I'm at home. But uh, yeah, the breakfast is always the same. Right. <laughs> my wife is like, I'm tired of eating scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at least she gets to eat breakfast. Uh, I wouldn't be eating breakfast. Yeah, I, I, dude, I am ravenous when I wake up in the morning. I am just like starving. On I, the weekends, yeah. as when I used to eat bad, it was donuts and and tacos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I and I do cheat uh, every now and then mm-hmm. on the weekends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but to me, it's kind of like the Rock. Man, he does one meal a week, and that's like perfect. Yeah. I try to do that. Sometimes it's two meals a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday or Saturday, but yeah. Sunday I sharpen up. You know. I, so. I get my get back in gear and yeah. do everything. No, it's a tough decision to make, and uh, glad you shared with us the story of how that how that happened with you. So yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's wild. my situation was I just kind of took a picture when I was in Ireland. I was at the uh, Garda station. They were taking picture for my uh, green card, I guess, to stay in the on the island. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the picture. I still got that picture in my wallet. My, that oh, really? ID card in my wallet. And I just looked. I was just like. I yeah. was just like huge. I was like, and then I weighed myself and I was like, okay, yeah, no, the, something's got to change. I was like mm-hmm. a 260 yeah. at the time. And I was just like, no, something's got to change. Oh, so yeah. I, but I did. And I, you, I, I felt like crap. I would sleep all the time. But I did a, you know, I was really studying a lot and reading a lot at the time. But I just still had to make that time to get out and go do and something. I yeah. was video yeah. games and movies yeah. and just so, sitting yeah. stationary yeah. and yeah. just bad, man, yeah. just yeah. all so, around. <laughs> so we can make a change. Oh, wow. We're already uh, 50 minutes into the, into the podcast here. So um, what I what I like to do is to wrap things up. Um, I ask this question with all of our, our guests that are on here. So if you could put on a billboard outside of every high school in the United States, what would that billboard say and why? Seek other options. Seek probably. other options. Um, I don't know how many words we're talking about. You can put uh, whatever. You can be a scrolling message. Really just seek other options <laughs> uh-huh. than the norm. You know, um, seek other options than just college. 
Like it's it's not just college. Right. You know, a lot of people go to college and they screw around and they don't get any type of education. Mm-hmm. Then they're out with a bunch of debt, no education, no form. You know, I we interview people out of college and they don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk like I did in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, what's up, dude? Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm just saying. Like seek seek other opportunities. You know, um, uh, you don't have to do everything your friends are doing and. If you you know if you go somewhere and you say hey I'm not going to college like it's not the end of the world, you know you might feel like in you know I was around certain people or oh we're going to this college we're going to that college we're going to that college and I'm like oh, I broke my leg I'm about to work at an insurance agency <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like yeah look at that life but you know you work hard at it you do good at it and like now you know again I don't necessarily love my job but I love my life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm healthy. I have enough money to do what I want when I want mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Right. Um, you know, I love my truck. I've got a motorcycle. You know, I, I get to enjoy my life right now while mm-hmm. I still can, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's the thing, uh, seeking other options. You know, if I would have just known that from the beginning, I probably wouldn't have done insurance. I probably done like a welding inspector or something like that. You yeah. know, they make good money. Yeah. Um, but... It, you know, you'd be outside and stuff, but uh, but yeah, I'd probably say seek other options, seek other, options. Uh, other than just the norm. I like it, you know, I like it. So, yeah, so that's that's a great deal. So, all right, well, um, it's been great conversating with yeah, you man, today. It's been nice and uh, it's cool just experience. Getting, getting to learn about uh, your life. And I so. do want to say Chris needs to hurry up and put out his part three. <laughs> Uh, of his life it's yeah, gonna be three part and four I think. one and two uh and then he just stops when he's about to go to ireland a few people have said that we need to get that part yes three yes out. i will work on that so i don't have any interviews next week so i will uh, uh at least not there right now uh, i'll try to work on closing that chapter out next excellent week. and i do so. want to say I, I think this idea you're doing and uh for um you know high school age kids and this is perfect i mean uh, I, the idea is awesome, having an actual a little library of different ideas to go from. And even if right. you know you hear insurance and then you go and watch different YouTube videos, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, that just it puts you in there. Yes. But I, I think this is an awesome idea you got going on. Well, thank you. Thank you. So yeah. I'm hoping that it'll help a lot of folks out. That's my goal. I think it will, man. Is to help some folks out on that. So, well, thank you once again for being yeah. on the podcast and Appreciate the YouTube it. channel. So if you're out there um, watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Same thing if you're on the podcast. Throw a and, like. And then throw that, smash that like button so that uh, the good, good old YouTube algorithm will just yep. sna- uh, snatch our podcast up and, and uh, YouTube. Put us up and with put yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan don't even know who I am. He's like, Chris who? He He's will. A, he will. Chris Jones is a football player. <laughs> Not, He's the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. Chris, hold the phone. Hold the phone. It's Jones. Yeah, he, right. Joe Rogan's going to know that name. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you once again for uh, uh, being uh, with us today and taking your time to watch our videos or our, listen to our podcast. I'm Chris Jones signing off. Make call ahead another lit. Yeah. Turn a 10 piece to a 20 quick. I got money busting out the money clip. Make a call and hit another lick. Someone get the money counter, I can keep on thumbing it. Turn a 10 piece to a 20 quick. I got money busting out the money clip. Make a call and hit another lick. Someone get the money counter, I can keep on thumbing it. Okay, I'ma hit the 20 
off a laptop In a Zoom meeting, making money as my backdrop Ballpoint bass hit harder than a slap shot Flew out my baby, told her I'm me like I'm Epcot Whoa, whoa, I've been doing road on the go, go Get a bag and flip it, that's for sure Yeah, for sure, sure I was never talking about nothing Turn it down and go get you some money Turn a 10 piece to a 20 quick I got money busting out the money clip Make a call and hit another lick Someone get the money counter, I can keep on thumbing it Turn a 10 piece to a 20 quick I got money busting out the money clip Make a call and hit another lick Someone get the money counter, I can keep on thumbing it Eyes on the money, my brothers got my back Streets moving funny, so I been holding strap Not playing defense, we been on the attack Plotting the scheme and how we gon' get it back Designer all on you, but you can't buy the swag No mirrors, those fufu, I can see the tag You can bet if I spend in this, cause I get it back I'm 5G, a dollar, I can see the lag All I ever wanted was to have it all Got close, never froze, had to risk it all As a little boy, I wish I was a little tall Never made the league, I find other ways to let me ball Turn a 10 piece to a 20 quick I got money busting out the money clip Make a call and hit another lick Someone get the money counter, I can